Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Shoots and Jobbers podcast. My name is Sean, and with me I've got Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hey, how you all doing? What's up? What's good, my homies? Okay, and we've got Fergus. Say hello, Fergus. Hello, Fergus. Aha! <laughs> so funny! It's classic Fergus! Classic humour! Look at that, That's you should it. sign Real for WWE. right there. Good old. <laughs> All right, but moving swiftly on from Fergus's terrible comedy. Fergus. <laughs> oh, Fergus. <laughs> Fellas, it has been a very, very hectic few days for the wrestling business. Nice. First of all, on Saturday night, we had an absolutely phenomenal pay-per-view. I was about to say TNA. Impact Slammiversary, which I still can't call it Impact. I still call it TNA. But we uh, had some of our I'm on the same boat. It's still, it'll, all be, it'll always be it's always, TNA. It's always me. TNA. And the it'll funny thing TNA. is, like, we took the piss out of Tom so much for fucking building so his YouTube channel yeah. off of TNA slash Impact or whatever you want to call and it. This, and, and this pay-per-view was fucking sick. And the fact yeah, we're that sorry, Tom. the pay-per-view had nothing, like, there was no special stipulations, right? And yeah. it was up there with one of the best lockdown pay-per-views we've had this year. Not yeah, it was up there with, the, with, the, with Double or Nothing. Like, it was really good. I thought Double I or Nothing so well. had, like, two mad stipulations in it. Like, they had the Casino Ladder match in the Stadium Stampede, where this was just pure fucking wrestling. And it was banging. Yeah, pure wrestling, pure surprises. But anyway, let's talk about it. Tom, as the resident TNA expert, walk yes. us through what Slammiversary was. We shall run through the cards. So we opened up with a tag team match. It was the Rascals, who were Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. They were making an open challenge. And to me, this was probably the biggest surprise of the night. The Motor City yeah. Machine Guns. TNA's very own. One of the two, two of the best to ever do it in TNA. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin answered the open challenge. I... Barely paid attention to the match because I was too busy fucking going crazy that they returned. But I'm a big fan of them. I've always been a big fan of them. They're, like I said, two of the best to ever do it. And they returned here and I was buzzing. Yeah, same. I, I've only seen, I've seen some of their, I had seen some other stuff in the past. And, but then seeing this match, it was just a great match. And as you, as you said, yeah, I think this was the biggest surprise because we knew that the WWE guys would come. We knew that, but this was like an actual just full on like. There was no, no tease for this whatsoever. It. Yeah, nothing. It just happened. No team did just decided to do it, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But anyway, the Motor City Machine Guns picked up the win here. They have not missed a beat. They're like late thirties, nearly forties. They still not missed a beat. They're still fast paced, exciting, the fun team to watch, and they picked up the win, and I was gassed. Alex Shelley was he the guy? In fucking Tough Enough. Well, the first NXT. What? NXT season one, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley? Yeah. The I first know, season like... of NXT? Yeah. Or well, the game show? Yeah. No, there was no Alex Shelley in there. You know, there was Daniel Bryan, Justin Gabriel, Michael Tarver. No, <laughs> there was... Field. There Wait, was do you mean no Nexus Alex. or the Tough no, Enough? No, Tough Enough. Like, like... Oh, the, the previous... Or one NXT. of them. Who... Alex, oh, who the fuck was it? Anyway, I know, I, I know, I know yeah, most, most. Definitely not Alex Shelley. There's no, I know not Alex Shelley. No, but there was someone in <laughs> early WWE. Well, is it is it relevant? No, but the, the name is, really if asking, is similar. Alex Shelley wrestled one match on NXT last year in the Tag Classic with yeah, uh, with Kushida. Saying, that was it. 
But you said tough enough. All right, sorry, guys. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? First you make a shitty ass joke, and now you gotta interrupt the Samverse review to spout your bullshit. Shut up, fuck Tom. Focus. Just because, just because you've hit 180k plus views on one video, doesn't mean that you're the alpha of this podcast. Yeah, just because you'll never do it, you don't need to be jealous. Oh. Anyway, next match. It was an old. It was an old school rule match, which is basically just a no DQ match for. The TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It's an unsanctioned championship that Moose has brought back. And apparently, by the way, I should say this. Some things never change for TNA. Apparently, the belt that they're using is a fake they bought off eBay, by the way. Oh, that's so fucking brilliant. I hope that's true. Some things never change for this company. That is such a TNA thing to do. Why wouldn't they have the original? I don't know. I... Like, basically, when I'm, I remember when I'm GFW took over Impact, instead of making all new GFW belts, they slapped a GFW sticker like, on the TNA belt and just went with it. Like, this is the uh, level this company's at, and they're still there in 2020. But basically, oh Moose God. brought back the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. I believe it was because um, at WrestleCon this year, during WrestleMania in the weekend, they were doing a TNA reunion show, but obviously it got cancelled. So I think they just... They were going to run the angle through that show, but they're running it anyway, even though it got cancelled. I don't really get it. This match was probably one of the weaker ones on the show. I still thought it was all right. Some decent hardcore. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, Tommy Dreamer. Just, oh, I loved him. <laughs> I loved ECW Tommy Dreamer, but fuck me, man. Same here. Just retire. You're like you 50. Guys... You don't need to be doing extreme hardcore matches. You don't need it, bro. Just Did you guys retire. see the photo that uh, that one of the guys put out on Twitter, and it was I like we did with you guys, and they were all like got their middle fingers up. Um, yeah, Tommy Dreamer and, posted it. Yeah, it was so that. funny. And he was like the Moxley Cody. Heath Slater had uh, a shirt on for like the whole night, and it just said, um, uh, "I got I fired." Lost. I got fired. That was it. Instead of your kids, it said, "I, got I love fired. it." I love it. It's so good. But yeah, Moose won this match. And speaking of Heath, was it after this match that he came out? I think so. Yes. No, I think it was. Even if it, yes, it, even was, if it, it wasn't. Was. We'll talk about it now. Promo, so yeah, yeah. Moose won this match. He stuck Tommy Dreamer's head and thumbs out. He then speared him, got the one, two, three, retained the title. Whatever. It was all right. It was a match. Uh, but then Heath Miller, or just Heath, I think it is now. It's just Heath, isn't it? In yeah. He just, well, I, mean, I, I think he might have a new last name. But it's not Slater anywhere. It's yeah, just he comes out. Something. He comes out in the background while they're doing commentary. Just jumps the guardrail. That was weird. He gets interrupted by Rohit Raju, and then Heath proceeds to just destroy him, uh, and then goes backstage, and we see him later on in the show, which I'll have yeah. to mention. Don't really this was, was this was a little bit weird, I thought, because like I just thought it was really weird how he jumps the guardrail when it's a fucking closed set. Yeah, like it's actually like, a big invasion. But like, if he nah. did, if he did that in like not in lockdown, then it would be okay. It's like oh, I bought a ticket. He came in, he jumped the guardrail, but he just like walked in, which yeah. was really weird. And then it was weird because he didn't actually, as we found out later, he didn't actually have a contract. So it's like, so you just walked in <laughs> to a close set. It was a little bit weird. But having said I that, think- I am so glad he's in TNA. This is one of the shows that would have really benefited with crowds in there. Like, they would have popped the yeah. Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, true. If he like, had walked through a crowd, everyone would have gone crazy for that. Like, 
Yeah, the, the, it would have really, really, really benefited him. Like, I really so. fucking miss crowds at this point, man. Like some of the stuff yeah. we've missed out yeah, on. Jesus. This one, because obviously I didn't realize, because now WWE and AEW for a while have had like development talents in the crowd, and it was a little bit weird watching Slammiversary where there was no. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that. So it is. It was a little bit like mm, I forgot how awkward that was. Yeah, I think it looks really good in All Elite how they've got their crowd, but because WWE is still in the performance center and it's so closed, it just looks shit. Like yeah, and, and like the thing AWS. is, we don't know we don't know who any of these people are in NXT. Like you, you, you could yeah. name a lot of these people. These yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I can never name anyone. Like if they're doing this, why don't they just fucking bring back a limited crowd and you test the people who are coming in? Whereas with AEW, these people perform each week. Like, yes, yeah, like not... you know every single one, like the, like the main we... roster guys. Yeah, all like there. we don't see, we don't see uh, the undisputed era chilling in the crowd. We don't see Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, fucking Candice LeRae. We don't yeah. see these people chilling in the crowd. We see fucking Dave from Candace next door. Lee. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird, and especially like AEW do it really well because they also see Baba Tunde and Dan Mather. <laughs> yeah, great like, Royal it... Rumble entrance. <laughs> And like AEW actually used that to like build up storylines, like pineapple. Or like, <clears throat> yeah, or like where I remember like oh, yeah, M- when MJF when like MJF has a match, you'll see like Jungle Boy in the crowd, and like they'll be kind of watching with it. Yeah, and, and there's also like, like Lance Archer always beats yeah, someone Lance, up in the crowd. In his Lance Archer is always wrecking somebody. He just punches someone in the crowd for no reason. Brilliant. Some some guy. old some old manager is always sitting way at the back, just watching intensely. Observing. Yeah, they actually use yeah, like the crowd. Arn or Singh or Jake the Snake. They're always like just watching. It's, it's speaking it, of AEW. Um, tonight, uh, well, today as we're recording, which is Wednesday, um, is meant to be a special, special guest uh, on the Open Challenge. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get on to that. We can. Okay. So, we're still, sorry, yeah, no, no, the fuck up, Burgess. We're talking. Yeah, Samuel fuck Burgess. you. We are on, on the topic, but still on the topic of AEW. This next match was won by a former AEW wrestler. We had oh. the only for the gold match for the number one contendership to the Impact Knockouts title. We had in this match. I'm gonna read out all the participants. Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Johnny Bravo, who entered twice as Tyler Valkyrie and Rosemary, Katie Forbes, Kiera Hogan, Kimberly, Nevaeh, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, Tyler Valkyrie, and Kylie Ray. If you don't know how a Gauntlet for the Gold match works, it's basically TNA's version of the Royal Rumble. You enter at intervals over the top rope rules, but when it comes down to the final two people, it then turns into a one-on-one match. That's basically how it goes. And this match was all right. Uh, I was expecting some surprise. It was all right. Yeah, it was a bit, all right. bit big, bit long, bit complex. It was long. Most but... AEW stipulation matches. Oh, yeah, are. but then you can't really, you can't really say like a battle royal is like amazing because most battle royals are just punching people in the corner the entire time. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. true. But so I thought it was end, decent. The ending was really. Yeah, I thought the ending was, was very good. good, and I thought the the correct person good. won. Kylie Ray won, and Kylie oh, Ray is I love brilliant. Kylie Ray so much. Yeah, she's like, brilliant. She's so good. Amazing. Uh, like I feel like a lot of people underestimate her because her gimmick, but remove her gimmick and she's fucking brilliant in the ring. Yeah, I, I've, I've said this definitely. before on Twitter. I think she's the best women's wrestler outside of WWE. Like even I think AEW missed out huge. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. missed out a huge yeah, star right there. I really think like she was going to be the women's champion first. Like I saw people yeah. say that. Yeah, I I really feel like she was going to win it first, but because she left, they gave it to Riho. Was like similar to her in the sense of like you know fun babyface gimmick, so they gave it to Riho. That's kind of what did, I feel. 
so did she leave because she was underutilized or did she just like uh, I think what she said it? in an interview she just left because she just wasn't ready for the big platform at the time and was That's going through enough. some stuff. Mm. So yeah, fair play to her to like realize I'm that and say, join Impact instead. Yeah, fair enough for her to say no. I'd rather sort of develop myself at a slightly small lower level first. I mean, like, Impact's women's division is better than AEW's though. That's the thing. Like, yeah, true. I do like Edo's women's division, don't get me wrong, but like I think in terms of how it's handled, Impact has just surpassed it by a mile. Oh yeah. Like Definitely. you got two great women's matches here, whereas in AEW you get like one five minute segment a week. And it's just they need to do True. better with that. Like, there's no there's no excuse anymore. But we'll talk about that some other time. Kylie Ray won, Ty Valkyrie was the final other member. The two of them have kind of been feuding, so that kind of makes sense. Ty Valkyrie also really good, one of the best heel women's yeah. wrestlers out there. Definitely. Uh, and yeah, Kyrie gets the win here, and I think it was the right result. I predicted it. I got nearly all my predictions right here. I only got two wrong, but still. Um, yeah, shout out to Kylie Ray. She's the normal <laughs> contender to the knockouts champion. Who's knockout said, champion going to be? We'll see later on tonight. I love how you said, um, yeah, so I've got all of my uh, predictions right so far. I've only got two wrong. And no, I said I got wrong. nearly all my predictions right. If you fucking listen to me. What's, what's up with you today? He did say nearly. It's not what's me. What are you today, doing this it's episode, not, bro? It's because my AirPods... Bro, Fergus has a ring rust. So my, yes, my, yes, like, my flex is, is, is weak today, so I'm sort of waiting to get my flex back up later. <laughs> anyway, I think it was next we saw Heath Slater backstage with Rhino. Yes. Oh, even shit, if it yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Even if it wasn't, we'll talk about it. He was backstage with Rhino. Uh, they reunite. They just talk, shoot the shit. Uh, and then I think Scott Demore comes out. He was like an impact producer. He's like, hey, you don't work here, buddy. And kicks him out. Yeah, that was really... As I said, it's a bit yeah. weird that he's not under contract, but hey we'll we'll see. Oh, God, we're doing, this, we're doing this again, are we? This This is a potential sneak peek right here. Anyway, sure. um, let's just move. Let's just move on to the next match uh, for the Exhibition Championship. Willie Mack defends against Chris Bay. I thought this was one of the best matches of the night. Probably the second best for me. Short yeah, and sweet probably. was ten minutes long. Short and sweet. Uh, Chris Bay gets the win here. New yeah, Exhibition champion. New Exhibition champion. Chris Bay wins. Really good stuff. X. I really liked it. I can't believe the X Division Championship looks the exact same still, and it's just still going. Like that's what I know. Yeah. Has it ever? Before. How many times has it been changed? Has it rarely been changed? Whereas if we look at the new titles WWE have got, which I'm getting Fuck used to them slowly. They're, no, they're so horrendous. Like they're, I, I, at I this see stage, what they were doing. No, at this stage, ever since they changed the United States Championship, there is now not a single good title on the main roster. Um, not yeah. a single no. one. The original, like, have they got... Have they no, at the moment. At the moment, there is nothing good on the main roster. Uh, yeah. Wait, so have they binned off, like, the WWE Championship for the blue one? Is that what, what they've done? What so, you know mean, how... Universal. Yeah, the Universal is a red one, isn't it? Or have they got rid no, of the, the red one? Blue. Universal so is blue, because you've got to change the SmackDown. WWE's black. So, yeah, so they've still got the original black one, which is a good belt. No, it's not. It is. So I, think it's, I think it's a good belt, but it's not the original. Like the original one of the fucking 1950s. Oh, the yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. It's, just a mass, it's just a massive piece of branding. That's all it is. Oof. It's okay, Sean but it's so in. basic. It's so basic. Marks. There was nothing, there was nothing, there was no good belt on the main roster. Not a single one. The, the SmackDown tag belt, 
is okay. It's decent. It's decent. I'd say, but that's it. Yeah. I like the Smite Lance. Twenty-four seven. I wish they never changed. I wish they never changed the IC belt. The old IC. Yeah, the IC belt the is old, so beautiful. Yeah, that's Where definitely that was always like your favorite title. I'm not doing this again. That's always like the best title belt. The white oh, one. I fucking love that's that. It, yeah. That's so sexy. Tom, pr- please nice. bring that to Manchester so I can steal it. I'll try. I'll try. If it Yo, we should do a. I'll fucking steal it. Job is twenty-four. Seven championship belt. Yeah, you met that actually be so funny. And we can just, just like campus. this could be it. This we can just so like little. promo like twenty four seven around like around when we're in Manchester City Centre. Just walk about being like, hey, she's in jobbers, watch it. And we'll like pin someone, like pin a random stranger. Like we have have any of you this is completely off topic, but have have did have either of you did either of you see the documentary that iDubs did? Yesterday? Yes, I watched it this the morning. Yeah, 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 I watched oh it. Oh my gosh! Do you remember so the good. remember the remember the fucking bit when Dan hey, was walking watch... about, being like, "Do you want to watch a smoothie game show on YouTube?" Hey, do we you should uh... do that where we're just like, "Do you want to watch Shoot and Jobbers?" Do that. Do I'm so Minecraft bad at talking to random people. I can't start a conversation. <laughs> that so documentary. If you've not it watched so it. Yeah, if, if you've not watched it, it, go watch Ice Cream Man. On yeah, Ice I watched it yesterday, and I I watched it. I thought it was really good because I had never watched his um. S or fatty one, so I watched that one as well. And that was oh, the really S well. or fatty one is so funny. It's so good. They're both great. Go on, you anyway, got back to Impact Wrestling anniversary. <laughs> Chris Bay defeated Willie <laughs> Mack, new exhibition champion. Next up for the tag championships, the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander defend against Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock, who it's crazy that this man is wrestling in 2020. Yeah, again, Jesus but Christ. Like I th- I thought uh, Tommy Dreamer wrestling was bad. Fuck me. Ken Shamrock is 56 years of age. <laughs> He's four years younger than my dad. Like, my God. And your dad's it's... Irish as well. Is Ken Shamrock Irish? Well, Shamrock's Irish. Oh, God. Yo, I hate I, for, I, 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 for a, You do realize wrestlers <laughs> have KFAB names. Wait, no, I think Ken, Ken Shamrock's is real. Ken Shamrock's is real name, but like, yeah, but he's you know, not. Just, either, either way, shut the fuck up, Fergus. He's not Irish, is he? <laughs> oh, he's American. No, yeah, he's from fucking Georgia. Oh, well, uh, Georgia, my favorite part of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I love Georgia. Me uh, and my yes. parents, my, me fav- my favorite Irish state. Yes, um, the Irish states, yes. Love yeah, those I thought, states. I thought this match started off quite slow. Like, I was quite bored of it at first, but I thought. Towards the end, like second half of the match, it did really pick up and turned into a decent match. And the North retain. Uh, however, can we talk about... I mean, I don't, we're not going to talk about impact, are we, This what happened this week? No, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, well basically, I mean, after, after, we can, after, this yeah, match, well. after this match was done, the Motley Machine Guns came out again and said, hey, we're challenging you for ch- this Tuesday for the tag titles. So that match was made for this Tuesday, which is already passed now. So kind of spoil the result of like what happened. Yeah, go ahead. The Motor Sea Machine Guns won! Hooray! <laughs> Motor Sea Guns are new tag team champions. They're now two-time Impact Tag Champions. The two-time? Two-time? The first time they won it was 10 fucking years ago in 2010. Jesus. And yeah, as we were saying so just gas. before, we, so were saying this, we were saying this just before we came on air, but this now means that since Saturday night, since Slammiversary, we have every single championship in Impact has now changed Oh, spoilers hands. for the next match. Uh, oh. Yeah. Spoilers for the rest of the match. Yeah. It, yeah. 
mean, why, why, you will, yeah, why are you listening to a review if, you, if you've not seen it? I will <laughs> also say that the North and Mosley Machine Guns, their match they had on Impact last night, uh, was one of the best matches of the week. Brilliant stuff from both teams. Like I said, Mosley Machine Guns have not missed a beat. The next match, though, I think was the best match of the week, honestly. For the Impact Knockouts Championship, Jordan Grace defended against Diona Perazzo. How? Okay, first of all, can I just say, WWE fucked up Diona Perazzo so badly because I had no idea she was this good. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, how, can you, how can you hide how good she is? Yeah. Like, it, how can you not make that noticeable? Because this match was one of the fucking matches of the year. Genuinely. She's brilliant. Like, she is such a good... I think they said it in in like she, the commentator said it, but like she may be the best the best female technical wrestler in the world. I she genuinely it. might be like I believe it. She's so fucking good. Like the way she worked over uh, Grace's arm for the psychology of this match yeah. was brilliant. Cause, like for the, the match, it was the story being told was like Dion was just desperate to get the arm and like. She was yes. slowly building up, hurting the arm. Fucking stand that. I stand that very much. You not. Unite the six, unite the thirty-two, get them back. This is now an Irish Republican podcast. You do realize this is an this is an audio podcast. Basically, that- Fergus has a background that just stands for United Ireland, which we stand. I fully okay. like. I fully this is now a political podcast. Anything that Tom oh man, can we please fucking talk about wrestling? <laughs> 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 fucking hell. <laughs> Welcome back to the Irish Republican podcast. Going back to this match, the psychology of this match was very good. I thought the story being told was really good with Diona just constantly targeting the arm and yeah, the match was really building good. up the damage to the arm to the point where when she finally did lock it in, Diona Grace's arm was so damaged that she was also able to get the other arm up, double arm bar, and Jordan Grace gave up. Diona Perazzo, within a month of being an impact, is your new impact knockouts champion. And in my opinion... One of the best women's wrestlers worldwide after this performance. Definitely. Like how she was used. I just don't get it. Like in WWE, I never saw anything in her because they'd used her so badly. I thought, oh, she's not amazing. But she's gone here and she's like, what the fuck? I don't get it. it, it whatever. Yeah, great match. One of the matches of the year and match of the night for me here. Therefore. Also, shout out yeah. to Jordan Grace. She's brilliant as well. Hi. Anyway, on to the main event. It was a fatal four-way, or was it, for the vacant Impact World Championship. Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin, and Trey were scheduled for the match with a fourth mystery man being teased. And that fourth mystery man was... Ricky Swan. Which I was... I was like, really? Really? But I think they did it for a reason. I think yeah. the reason was it you that mentioned this in your review, I think? I think it was, but I think the reason they did this was so that more people would be excited Yeah. when exactly. Eric Young came out as the fifth man returning yeah. to Impact Wrestling, oh, former shit. tag champion, TV champion, you know what champion, champion, knockouts tag champion, and former world, world champion, Eric Young, He's back done in a Impact. Lot. Sorry, Frog. What's really funny is that like the first time I probably remember watching Impact, uh, there was some matches on there, and the two people who stood out to me was Eric Young and EC3, right? And, and I yes. never, I would never really watch uh, Impact at all, but I started watching it to follow these guys. And then I stopped watching when they came to WWE, and I followed them through yeah. WWE, hoping that EC3 would become the first North American champion, uh, which unfortunately didn't. 
and then now that both of these people are back on the same night like it's just weird thinking that like how full circle they've come and how yeah. underutilized they were in one company can we talk about how, how sanity got fucking buried on the main roster oh like, what the hell sanity, is that? sanity so, had so, so that much potential worst, i think that was the worst so. call up in totally history it's so insane like this is the thing what in the like sort of 2015 to 2017 kind of period there was a complete exodus from TNA and all the guys just flooded to WWE, you know, like AJ Styles, oh, Samoa yeah. Joe, these, these guys, Austin Aries, like everyone just went all into uh, WWE and the majority oh, of them did nothing. Like obviously Styles had a great career and uh, Joe did a few good things, but like no, the other guys yeah. didn't do like a whole lot, and it's so great to see them back now. Bobby Roode was the biggest one. problem, and now they're WWE all back, today, which is great. The biggest problem with WWE today is that Samoa Joe is a commentator and not a full no. champion. Okay, okay, I like him as a commentator, but I want him to He's, also wrestle. But he should be a champion, he should be wrestling. He should, he should yes, he ring. should be a champion. He should be winning with styles, he should be he one is... of the biggest in the company. He will be. I've no doubt that in the next year that Samoa Joe will did you, be. Did but, you see the thing? But, remember, remember that night on SmackDown where Styles won the vacant IC title? Yeah. Did you see what Joe did after? Afterwards, Joe, like whenever the, comment, the commentators were like congratulating AJ Styles, Joe was like, yeah, congratulations. Then he looked at the camera with like dead eyes and was just like sort of yes. wanted to look at the camera. So like, oh, bring him back, have him feud with AJ, he, do that. Have him feud with AJ, win the title, and shag Wendy. He <laughs> makes the commentary like really good. Like yeah. he, like he does. He Aaron prestige to commentary, but I think he's just he's too good to be in the ring to be a commentator. Yeah, he's way too fucking mean. good. Do both, sure, but anyway, just as um, long as you're wrestling. Yeah, Eddie yeah, Edwards won this match. We'll wrap this up. This is quick. We'll talk match. We have to make a new call soon. But Eddie Edwards was the winner of this match, uh, which I was very surprised about. I would have thought Eric Young won. But Eddie Edwards won, which yes, I'm okay with. Um, he's a former TNA World Champion himself anyway. And this is his second reign. And yeah, Eddie Edwards is the new champion. I believe Trey was eliminated first. Then Eric Young was shockingly eliminated, to which he then attacked Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan was put out by Ace. And Eddie Edwards eliminated Ace. And then after this... The Good Brother, it was Ace Austin and Madman Fulton attacked Eddie Edwards. Then the Good Brothers came out, made the save, celebrated with Eddie Edwards. And all of a sudden, we think the show is fed into black and three appears on the screen. Man with the hood puts the hood down, turns around. EC fucking three is back in impact. Come on. I absolutely love how he looks now. His new style is what so good. Moment. Fucking love it. But yes, anyway, that was TNA Impact Slammiversary 2020. Absolutely brilliant match. Really brilliant card. And I'm so looking forward to Impact going forward. And this is what you guys have said. This is where you guys are going to start watching Impact now, aren't you? 100%. Weekly. I'm going to watch it over fucking WWE anyway. GR, that again, we'll talk about that, but fuck me, that vomit, the acting. Hey guys, we're back and we're going to talk about Extreme Rules now. That we're gonna the intro. Sorry, the carnage the, that was the horror show at Extreme Rules 2020 at com. This show fucking sucked. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> it. It was fucking terrible, man. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we the had graphic. a pre-show match here, which I didn't watch. 
Kevin Owens versus Murphy. And it was good. Happen. It was good. It was good. I can imagine it being good. I mean, both of them are good, but like, I know. The, uh, the, extreme, uh, the Extreme Rules graphic is fucking sick. Like, it's so good. Really? Yeah. I love the X. That's it. The and X the is good. I don't like the, I don't I like love the color the scheme. Apart from I, I Apollo like... Crews just doesn't look right being on like a poster. No. I don't know why no. he should. Also, why did they make a new title? Like they made a new US title and all the graphics are still him with the old title. Oh, hell Like I understand he's not had the new title yet, but it's just still weird. Wait, so who's the official champion? MVP? Well, on the website, it still lists... We'll get there when we get there. We haven't even ran yeah. to the car. Sorry, yet. Dad. Sorry, Dad. Fuck okay. you, Fergus. So the show opens with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura against the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Championship. Now, I thought this was a good match. I thought it was one of the few good matches in the show. Definitely. And I thought the result was very good, especially the finish I really liked. I mean, Kofi Kingston just gets smashed through two tables by Cesaro. Yeah, Jesus. And Cesaro and Shinsuke are the new Tag Champions, which is dope. I'm I'm hyped with that. You know, there was something that they said on commentary that just fucking shocked me. I think this is Cesaro's seventh tag title reign. Jeez. Yeah, that's, a, won, that's insane. Because he, he won it with Tyson Kidd once. He won the yeah, Raw tag team with Sheamus four it. times. He won the SmackDown title with um, Sheamus once. And now this is his seventh. What's, what's amazing Shout out to him and Tyson the... Kidd. That's my, that's my favorite team with him. Him and Tyson yeah. Kidd. Even more I was than like, the bar. I, I love that team. It's really sad to see how how it's taken so long for both Cesaro and Nakamura to have a good title. Like, yeah. the, I do love the tag division, and both of them are so good. Yeah. They're so good together. And then, hopefully, if Sami Zayn, I don't know what he's done or said, if he ever comes back, it would be nice to see that Sami gets given a title and we've got all three of them, like the New Day, holding these titles. And then eventually we may lead up to a winner-takes-all New Day versus uh, the uh, them three. That could be quite the, cool. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the... Is it the wild card rule? Or the free bird rule, isn't it? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't the know. wild card rule is when... No, the, no, the, yeah, that's as a, Vince McMahon that's said, another shit show. three superstars from Raw can go to SmackDown and three superstars from SmackDown can go to SmackDown, <laughs> as Vince McMahon said last Brilliant. year. <laughs> but yeah, isn't isn't that the is it the Freebird rule where three Freebird rules you can defend it? Any yeah. combination of a team can defend that's, it. So I, I that's so get, like, No, like, I, I think the Freebird rule is good. That's such a disgrace to a title. Like, just do what New Japan do and just have the never is it the never open weight, which is a three man tag belt. Oh, yeah, there's, do not that. Enough, there's not enough trios. They, to do yeah, the trios yes, there right. is. Every sing, er, there's barely any tag teams. Most tag teams are part but of the The Freebird rule tag. allows trios to feud with tag teams and just have these feuds regardless. And I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah. And, and also, it's a rule named after the fabulous Freebirds, who are one of the most legendary teams of all time. So, like, I just don't like I just like I just like tag team wrestling. over Sean on this <laughs> yes. podcast today. Yes. Yes. I don't know how he's done it, but Fergus is right back up there. Fuck Sean. Get, give him five minutes. I'll be back on top. I just, uh, I yeah, just like tag enough. team wrestling way too much. If I, I think, to I think you're this. back up already. Yeah, I just like tag team wrestling stuff, too bro. much. That I think that this is like, <sighs> this is just a bit. Uh, it just sort of disgraces the belt, belts a bit. Okay. Anyway, next. Either match, way, the, the match was really good. Oh, okay. Next match was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending against Nikki Cross again. 
This was a good match. Like the show this was surprisingly really good. good this was really good. Like I thought both women did really well. I've been very outspoken about Bailey's reign. I have, yeah. I have a very unpopular opinion regarding it. I think Bailey is so entertaining, so good. Oh, but yeah. I've always said that I don't think her reign has been great in terms of match quality. No. There's not many good matches to show for it. But I think no. this match was really good. And if she was having mm-hmm. more matches like this, perfect. And I think she needs to have and more matches like this because I really enjoyed this. Definitely. Nikki Cross this- as well. Sorry, Sean. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say that Nikki Cross has, has had such great character development all yeah. the way since when she first debuted with Sanity, um, all the way through when she's had this coffee club with, with Alexa Brit Bliss, like really good friends, the tag team reign. And it would have been really nice to see her hold the main championship, but I just don't think it's her time yet. In the no. future, definitely. Someone like In the future, yeah. She's one of these people, right? So at the moment, we've got the four... Well, we had the four, four horsemen, which is Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, right? The next generation is people like Liv Morgan, uh, Nikki Cross. Liv Morgan, my queen. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I saw Tom, Tom Perks up then when I said her name. And like even like... <laughs> Ky- well, Bro, Kyrie. She's fucking awesome. But you know what I mean? There's this next generation yeah. of women who are coming up, like Baszler as well. I hate to say it, but she's, she's oh, that yeah. next generation of... She's, of that, she's that top heel. Yeah, but yeah, so, this like that. This was a good match. This was a lot better than I thought it'd be because going into it, I was like, "Well, there's no way Nikki Cross is winning." And then just before the match backstage, they had that thing with her Bliss and the Kabuki Warriors, where they're just like, "Go do it, and we'll be best friends forever. <laughs> Even if you lose, we'll still be friends." And I was like, "Oh, she's getting fucking squashed." Yeah. But she didn't. She actually put up a really good showing, which I was surprised. And yeah, you're right. WWE. They, although they're not handling the women's division very well, they do still have a great division, like overall. I, I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was but obviously Bailey picked up the win, uh, and you'll soon see why. Um, but yeah, retained it. It wasn't the right time for for Becky no. for Bailey to drop the belt. Uh, but anyway, coming up next, we've got MVP uh, versus Apollo Cruz. We think uh, we don't really know what happens here. It was all a bit yeah. of carnage. Yeah. The whole United States thing. Yeah, so apparently um, Apollo Crews has been injured for a month and they only just now decided to mention it. Yeah. Weird. Oh, <laughs> wait. Wait. In his absence, if his absence is related to the COVID-19 pandemic, you again have to ask why the company continued to advertise him knowing he would be unable to appear. Exactly. But, yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> like, because like, he's not been here for a while and because the past few weeks have been... Anytime MVP and Bobby Lashley have been do, saying anything about him, it's like Ricochet and Cedric Alexander coming out to fight for him, yeah. which has made him seem weak because, like, why can't he fight his own battles? Like, if he is out relating to COVID, like, absolutely, like, fair play, you know, he shouldn't Fucking be fire, wrestling. Fire him. But, like, why, like, you did this with Sami Zayn, you just stripped him of the title. Like, mm-hmm. I'd hate to see that happen to Apollo Crews, but, like, I'd rather see him stripped of a title than just see MVP talk smack about him for a month and then oh. just take it. And you're still promoting Cruz as the champion anyway. Like I'd rather just be like, he's not here. He's not the champion. Yeah. This Move is on. Like I really like Apollo Cruz, but I feel as though oh yeah, I'm sad. Me too. He's feuding with like a, a trio of people that are like way more yeah. interesting than him. Like what Lashley, MVP, yeah. and now Shelton Benjamin are doing. I feel like what they're doing is so much more interesting. And like, it makes me yeah, want to see exactly. them win the titles over Apollo Crews, in a way. 
it's as much as I do like one of the, Broncos. The I'd like to see MVP win the title. It's definitely one of the poorest storylines in professional wrestling across the three major companies that we talk about. Other than the TNT uh, Open Challenge, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. I'm sorry, it's carnage. Like, uh... it doesn't make sense for Cody Rhodes to defend it every single week. We've, we've lost the hype for Cody Rhodes. He puts on good matches, but there's oh no storyline. I, I miss no October to February Cody. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. At the start of that, un- I was, was like, oh, yes, open challenge. Yes, but now I've kind of been like, yeah, he's... Cody from the start of Dynamite to when he had that match with MGF at Revolution, he was fucking untouchable. Yeah. He was untouchable. Every week he was musty. And now I, I don't care for him anymore. Like I it's mad. You care yeah, more uh, for who he's faced. May I think maybe yeah, his idea is to I think his idea is to put people over by no yeah, one gives a crap about Cody. Be, yeah. It's it bringing the hype around people. Like we'll talk about it later. Like, but the hype like, Rick- around a certain someone coming up, hopefully on time. Well, I feel show. like his I feel like his best match has been with Ricky Starks, and that helped put him over. Yeah, but that's is, true. And Ricky Starks hasn't been fucking seen since it happened. So what was yeah, the point? He hasn't been seen since. Yeah. But well, anyway, amazing. And just, whatever. gentlemen, I think we're just stalling because we know that the next match is a fucking shit show. No, 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 no. I'll say first the match. Other than the stipulation was really fucking good. Well, the match was a great I thought, match. I yeah. thought Seth and Reigns did brilliantly. Brilliant match. Everything, so yeah, the surra- next everything is... surrounding it was so fucking stupid, and the finish took away from it and just made the whole thing look really dumb. And look like yeah, really so as I said, the next match is but the I Shout out Seth match. and Ray Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. As I said, the match itself, brilliant. Two great wrestlers. They put on a great match. It was just ruined by this unnecessary stipulation which led to an, an ending that was always going to be bad, no matter what happened. So, as the match was great, but then in the end, obviously the stipulation was first man to extract his opponent's eye from the <laughs> socket will be declared the winner. You Fuck have to me, dissect your opponent to win the match. Yeah, it, and it doesn't make Rollins sense. defeated Mysterio by doing what he did previously and gouging his eye out in the corner of the ring posts, which led to a really weird finish where originally there was reports for a while that this ma- the ending of this match would, in- would involve CGI to actually show Mysterio's eye out of his socket oh, in CGI. So good. But then apparently on either like the day of the pay-per-view or like the day before, Vince McMahon saw it, saw the final CGI and was like, that's terrible. We're not showing that. And instead, we're just going to have Ray hold his eye and be like, ah, it's gone. Help. And It Seth, was a ping pong ball. Yeah. And then Seth looks over and is like, oh, no. And vomits. He actually fucking vomits. Like, oh my I wonder God. how they did Your that. Your eye made me feel sick. I'm I feel so Rollins. sick. I'm Seth Rollins. <laughs> his eye is out his socket. What? I did that, and I'm going to destroy the shield again. Seth Rollins, we I still love you. Please come on our Messiah. podcast. I impregnated Becky Lynch, and that's why I'm I impregnated Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Impressed. <Yeah. laughs> uh, anyway, wow, that's Buddy Murphy. He rules. This. A lot of match for the baby, anyone? <laughs> sure, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, if it comes out ginger, then Bobby Murphy could be okay. We're not going with this again. Um, <laughs> the, oh, the next match, wait, yes, come on, ginger anyway. <laughs> the next match for the Raw Women's Championship Becky was Lynch's baby comes out versus ginger. Sasha Banks. 
Can we fucking... Okay, the next match, the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. And I feel the exact same way about this match as I do the last. Really yeah. good match until the finish that made the entire thing look like a joke. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. So, yeah, they had a great match, but then the ending was Sasha won, kind of, where, like, the referee got knocked out, and then Sasha had Asuka in a pin, Bailey, and Bailey... Bailey Took, did, he, did she take the shirt off the referee? Yeah, and then yeah. put it on her. Put on, on her three, and, and the bell one, two, three. Legit made the bell ring and they left for the title. So people thought they'd won. It's but so good. It was, it was, it was so ruled and really ruled that good. it's not an official decision and they're going to have a match next week. Which Okay, I was saying this before which the podcast Which also started. makes no sense because surely if that is not the correct decision, surely Asuka gets it back as champion's advantage. Oh, Shirley, she, yeah. listen, like, okay. wouldn't she... I was saying this before the podcast. I need to rant about how WWE have rant. botched Asuka's fucking reign so far. Can we you talk about how she's had three YouTube. title matches? The first one, she retained uh, by double count out. The second one, she retained by a fast count from the referee. And the third it one, she technically lost. Like, all I'm saying, yeah. the yeah. time it took... Okay, imagine, remember when Triple H and Booker T had a match of Mania? Remember how long it took for Triple H to pin Booker after the referee, like 20 seconds, and he still got the three. And it made Booker yeah. T look fucking awful. In this yeah. match, it took Bailey, the time between Sasha, Asuka going down and Bailey getting the referee shirt on, Sasha pinning her, and the three count was fucking ages, and they still got a three count and still. I mean, even yeah. if it wasn't an actual decision, Asuka still technically took a fucking three count. Yeah. How the like fuck she, have they made her look so weak? She's retained her title by, like, she hasn't retained it legit once. No. Remember like, when she was like, she never lost a match in NXT. And she I lost, remember that she lost to Charlotte Flair at Mania, which is fair enough. Charlotte's a top girl in the business. Um, yeah, they've sort of. It's a disgrace. So I hope. I was just See, so excited when Asuka won the title, when the yeah. Becky Lynch vacated it. I thought it was going to be. Start something new for Asuka. Because I, th- I never thought she'd regain this singles title again after how they ruined her like years before. Yeah. But she got it back. I thought this is her time for redemption. This is the time where they can finally fucking repay her for how badly her first reign was. And they just fucked it. And I feel like, I really feel like WWE's obsession with the four horsewomen is just ruining the women's division. Because beyond the four horsewomen, I mean, Charlotte and Becky are gone. So what do they do? They push Sasha and Bailey instead. And what are the rest of the women doing? Asuka's getting buried as a champion. Liv Morgan's nowhere to be seen. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, their storyline, what's happened to that? Oh, shit. Smackdown women are doing fucking karaoke. Like, what is going on with the women's division right now? Yeah, it's an what's absolute going on? mess. See, I saw, I saw a report. Apparently, whenever Asuka won the title, this was back whenever Heyman, Paul Heyman, was the executive director or whatever overall. Oh, yeah. And apparently Asuka was like a Paul Heyman guy. Paul Heyman really liked her. And then yeah. this happened for a lot of guys like Alistair Black, I think Apollo Crews. This happened for a lot of guys who like him and pushed really heavily. But then whenever he he was sacked, Vince and Bruce Pritchard weren't that keen on them. And Asuka was apparently one of them. So like apparently Vince isn't that keen on Asuka as a champion. And However, that's kind of why she's being buried, which is just so stupid. But Vince is very keen on Brock Lesnar. I can see why, because Brock Lesnar came from yeah. if you watch the ruthless aggression. He likes the big strong men. 
But like Paul Heyman made some fucking amazing decisions, and Paul Heyman is amazing. Yeah. Paul Heyman is better than Brock Lesnar. I mean, like not one on one in the ring, but like just in no, general. No, no, no. One on one with the ring, Paul Heyman is better than Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman would squash Lesnar. But can we have Heyman, that? Can we have a storyline where Brock wins a title? And but let's just say that without him. Heyman, without Heyman, Buddy Murphy wouldn't be getting a push right now. Yeah, exactly. Without Heyman, fucking Asuka wouldn't be the champion. Without Heyman, lots of things wouldn't be happening on Raw. And now they've just given him up for Bruce Pritchard, who's just... Because, you know, Bruce Pritchard did such a good job with SmackDown the last fucking year, hasn't he? Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've cool. actually been... Ever since the McMahon-Pritchard era came in, I've actually liked the individual episodes of Raw. It's just that they're not great at telling sort of the overall longer-term story. Yeah. They're good at telling stories in one episode. Like the episodes have been really good in feeding the storylines throughout the episode, but they're not feeding into the longer term, which is a bit stupid. But yeah, so that's apparently why Asuka is being squashed. I mean, like you're right. She legitimately took a three count. Like she had no way of knowing that Bailey was the ref. She, She might've just thought it was an actual referee. Doesn't matter. She took a three count. Like, it's all very stupid. And I understand what they're doing because I think they're, I always thought this would happen where like, they're obviously building up to the Banks-Bailey feud. So it'd be nice to have all four championships on them so that they can then lose the tag belts and then they can maybe cost each other the, the individual titles and then just have an actual feud. I think that's good, but just squash and ask a man. Asuka deserves better. Yeah, and also I'm um, supposedly Kyrie Sane is gone from the company now, which I thought I thought they were gonna run that program for SummerSlam, Asuka Kyrie Sane, but it seems they're doing Asuka Shana now. Oh. Which is still a good match, but still I'm just Yeah. Yeah. I think Asuka Kyrie was one of the ways to go. But, Wait, you wanted to see yeah. them fit each other? I think Asuka Kyrie was a way to go for SummerSlam. That I think they could have had a match the year. No, yeah. no, there was a they, they've never faced one on one in WWE, I don't think. There was reports that what they were the plan was. I think I mentioned this. In the I saw. Last week. I did see this. They were yeah. doing Asuka versus fucking Natalia, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, the plan was to have. <laughs> the plan was to have whoever Asuka's SummerSlam opponent was. To that was the time. Kyrie. Yeah, they were yeah. gonna have a. They were gonna kayfabe end Ky- uh, Kyrie's career, and then Asuka would have to fight for her honor. Nia Jax. It was Nia Jax. Yeah, then Nia Jax <laughs> legitimately. Well, Nia Jax. Actually, ended her yeah. career. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck oh, me, Nia Jax, Jesus, that's the Dude, most Nia Jax thing. Nia Jax even been. This is going back to my point, but they're not fucking using any of the women. Yeah, we don't. Uh, like, we fuck, don't I don't care about Nia Jax. No one. Stop injuring fucking everyone. Anyway, I mean, moving on. She injures Fergus. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Uh, it was nice. You know, people was nice people see. really thought Ziggler was gonna win. Like, what the yeah. fuck's wrong oh, with you? No, <laughs> you yeah, really thought Ziggler was gonna it's win. So, <laughs> you clown. It's so obvious that uh, McIntyre is gonna drop it to Orton at SummerSlam, um, which is also yeah, stupid. I'll be because Orton has already said I'm the best wrestler in the world, and I don't need a championship to prove it. He's but, already said that, and oh, now he's but, going for a championship. But I think I think we all know who Drew McIntyre should drop it to. Well, Otis. Oh yes, yeah. <gasps> so, Could he no. do it? Could he no, do it? Because he's on because he's on SmackDown. Ah, wild card rule. What does that matter? Sure <laughs> do it. Yeah, to be fair, it's WWE. That doesn't give a fuck. 
That doesn't matter. Yeah, opens yeah, the briefcase. Really don't give a fuck about the brand split. They have people jumping over it every fucking week. Could you yeah. imagine like Otis opens a briefcase and fucking Jeremy Kyle's lie detector test is in there? No, we're not going back to this. This episode was scrapped. They have no idea what we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> this was fucking scrapped. This, Leave this. <laughs> this match I thought was fairly average. I thought the finish was really cool. Like McIntyre did a kip up and then uh, yeah. Claymore kick. But does, does Dolph Ziggler not look like a fucking dork here? Because he chose the stipulation. Listen, if I was, ch- is it just me? If I was the one choosing the stipulation, I would be like. The stipulation of the match is you lose the match automatically if you kick out of my pinfall. Yeah. Like, why would you not like, do a stipulation like that? The stipulation of the match is if you do not beat me in one second, I win the title. Why do you not do a stipulation like that? And so yeah. even or just be like, it's a seven-on-one handicap match. And just bring yeah, in a exactly. bunch of guys. Like, what, what, how fucking it was kind of all right because stupid. like... It was kind of all right because uh, mo- normally whenever one guy gets to choose a stipulation, he's just like, it's going to be an Extreme Rules match, which benefits and hurts him. It's going to be a steel cage match yeah, so no one can get involved. Yeah. At least Ziggler was like somewhat like smart about it where he's like, it's an Extreme Rules match for me. That was kind of smart, but it also then made me think like, well, again, like Tom said, if you are smart enough to say that, wouldn't you just be smart enough to be like, yeah, you lose if you kick out, you know? Exactly. Anytime you hit me, it counts as a disqualification. So it, it, yeah, it's, it's like, you're being smart, but if you are being smart, you could be smarter kind of thing. But yeah, so I, I would have just rathered if it was just like, yeah, it's just an extreme rules match. Just straight up, and then you know, yeah. where they're like, it can only be an extreme rules match, you can't say it's an extreme rules match just for you, yeah, or something like that. Oh, well, but the match anyway, was pretty decent. That was a good, I, I thought, it was, I thought it was average. I thought the finish was cool, but I just think you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a match. McIntyre was never gonna drop it, exactly. I mean, and what's the main event, which I thought was a fucking disaster? I really? thought was really, I thought this was, I thought this was the worst cinematic match that they've ever done since the cinematic era has kind of started. I mean, it I was probably the worst cinematic match, but it's but still, it was still good. good it was still good. It was How nice can you have a cinematic match where five minutes of it is... And he froze. That is why we don't like top 10 wrestling. That's why. Yeah, okay, we're just going to continue. So, far, what did you think of the match? I thought it was good. Like, I, I did really enjoy um, seeing the normal Bray Wyatt. And also, um, sorry, uh, Tom, the grown ups are talking. Was there? Tom, the, the grown ups are talking. Was there as well? Like, me. I was literally going to say that. Go back in your little glitchy world. <laughs> so, yeah, Alexa Bliss was there. Um, um, that was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Alexa Bliss was there. And basically, Alexa Bliss kind of acts like Sister Abigail. I love everyone, everyone, everyone on Twitter was like, oh, Sister Abigail's bike, Sister Abigail's bike. But no. Like, it was I Sister Abigail why, in the. Why fall. do people want Sister Abigail? Why do people want it? Remember when Bray was Sister Abigail? That was yeah. that was the thing. I remember that. That, that happened. Yeah. I but, remember what it was. He got it. He was meant to face Finn Balor, but he got sick. So they replaced Finn Balor with AJ Styles. And him and Balor had a fucking barn burner. Yeah. But I enjoyed this match. And the thing that I really enjoyed about it, like Ferg said, was that it was the original Bray Wyatt. Because I think we're starting to see this a little bit more in wrestling. Like Matt Hardy does it phenomenally well where he has like 
all his different personalities and he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to swap between any of them as yeah. I see fit with the whole pool of reincarnation and stuff like that and the broken slash woke character. And I like that. I like that Bray's doing the same thing where he's just like, he's so messed up that he does this split personality thing where he's got the this OG Bray Wyatt, but he can also be the Firefly Funhouse, but in the back of it the all, fiend. there's also the Fiend, and that's kind of controlling it all. That is super interesting, and Bray is yeah. fucking fantastic. Like, gee, I just I love him. Get Bray Wyatt should just be allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. He did, a fi- he did the Firefly Funhouse match. He did the Swamp Fight. Let him do fucking anything give him but all the money and just go go do your own shit it wasn't it's better clear, than anything though. we can create that's so true it, it just wasn't clear who won like who's champion yeah this is all this is what i was about to say who the fuck won no one no one won uh, no one was this, is, this was non title by the way i should mention i mean the was online oh. for this. yeah i mean same thing but like who won in the fire in the uh john cena match in the funnest like no, he, he did pinned. get pinned, though. He d- he oh, no, everyone knows Bray. I think people know Bray Wyatt won that match. Yeah, but, like, yeah. we know, but he didn't pin Cena. He just disappeared. That, oh, that match Cena just kind of... Like, it, that's kind of the point of a cinematic match. Like, yeah, but just, I think just, everyone, ge- everyone generally accepts that Wyatt won, whereas this, no one fucking knows what happened. I love John Cena so much. True, I mean, I actually... He actually pressed like, It was generally accepted that Wyatt won that match because Cena hasn't been seen since and Wyatt's been active. Well, True. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I suppose you're right. I don't know who won this match. Yeah, Anyhow, exactly. that was like, the horror show. That, that was Extreme Rules. That and just so was an actual motherfucking horror show. There were good matches, but most of the good matches were just ruined by awful finishes. I think, to me, I thought Bailey versus Cross was probably match of the night because it was, a, it was the only match that was good from start to finish without a fucking dumb finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was. match of the night. It's it's a result because I think WWE for the past couple of pay-per-views have been trying to like market a whole pay-per-view around one idea. Like Backlash was marketed around the greatest, the greatest yeah. match of all time. Not just the match, but the whole show was like called the greatest match of all time. They're trying yeah. to feed the whole show around this one angle, which can work when your whole show revolves around one thing like how extreme rules normally is when it's like every year it's just extreme rules and like survivor series is trying to do it for the past years but it's been fucking terrible where they're Mm -hmm. like oh yeah it's raw versus smack no no this the survivor last last one was was one of the best pay-per-views of 2019 100% 100%. and the fact that that's it but 16 17 and 18 fucking weren't but like, um, last, year was, last year was good, actually. Yeah. What? what yeah, last year was we... brilliant. But before that, that was like some of the best. That was the best like Raw and SmackDown TV like yeah. ages. Like, what yeah. they're missing out on. But before Is that, it... I'm saying, and now they're trying to do the same thing here, where they're like, mm-hmm. it's the horror show, so everything has to be horror, and nothing can just be legit, and no, no one can just pin each other. It yeah. has to be really fucking weird. But if you look at the other companies, the one thing that stands out is it's not the weird stipulations they do. It's having wrestling, good wrestling matches, good wrestlers, good matches. If WWE just put on a card with good wrestling matches, no weird finishes, no weird stipulations, just playing good matches, then we'll have a good pay-per-view. Anyway. Yeah, yeah 100%. Thank you very much for listening. Well, that's the issue um, with Cody matches as well. Like recently, yeah. the finishes to Cody matches have been fucking Oh, stupid. shit. 
Speaking of, uh, Wardlow, Wardlow, Ward, uh, Wardlow. Warhorse. Warhorse. Uh, Warhorse. He is going to be on tonight. I'm guaranteeing you. He. Oh, he this is, uh, you're confirming this. Yeah, I am. Who I'm is your that. source? I'm the source. Dude, trust me. Indubiously. Because... Now, I've seen the meme whenever, like, on football, whenever someone says this person's signing and it's like, source, dude, trust me. Dude, trust me, yeah. That's yeah. probably the source. Anyway, um, he was originally going to do, like, a tour of the UK and he was booked on, like, one of our shows and obviously it was cancelled, but he will be back. And he's uh-huh. so amazing. He's literally just been teased the whole time. Um... And it's basically, you guys know what's happening. Uh, Tony Khan has teased that answering Cody's open challenge tonight is one of the biggest independent wrestlers. Uh, also, I should mention this was taped last week, which means it can't be any of the WWE releases, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, because they would they would have been under there. What about? Uh, but the, the floor is open for NXT releases, so it could be Chris Hero. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Could, Chris could Hero be me. Dope. It could be me. It Hopefully could it's be not me. But it, it could be. Anyway, we'll I find think, out. I think Warhorse is a safe bet, I think, as well. Yeah. But I could, however, see it being, um, I really think it could be Otis. Um, he's a top independent wrestler. Uh, or it could be Hustle Malone. I mean, he told us exclusively that he's going imagine. to be. Imagine. Oh, he did. Oh. By the way, can if you you've not watched it, go watch our Hustle Malone interview. Yes. Can you imagine if Hustle Malone somehow broke the US border rules and just appeared so, in Dynamite tonight? <sighs> He's so sick. Yes, we'll find oh, yeah, out. Yeah, go go watch our Hustle Malone interview. You cannot. You it's could also watch the highlights work. on YouTube, but they're not, they're not up <laughs> for reasons. I wonder, who, I wonder who's responsible for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, some guy. I th- I'm pretty sure I've it's Vince McMahon's fault. I've got a uh, Tamina <laughs> train to catch. So. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please be sure to follow us. Subscribe if you're new uh, to the podcast. Uh, stay updated wherever you get your pods from. Uh, follow at Sean Carraher 7, or is it 5? 7. It's 5. Top, t- top 10 Wrestling uh, on YouTube and Twitter. And me at Fergus Alley, wherever you fucking fancy it. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. Um, if you've got any recommendations for who you'd like to listen to on the podcast, please let us know. Tamina! Uh, you want Tamina? Oh, yes! <laughs> anyway, over to you, Tom. Baba Tunde. Tom, just say the thing. Just fucking end this. Well, I want. I want to do a lot of the Adam Cole baby, like an Adam Cole baby version. So everyone, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be with me. You gotta be like, oh, again. Oh, they're, they're, okay. Oh, oh. on board the Tamina train.